You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio. You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, the Internet's sexiest radio station that's guaranteed to make you come back for more. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio podcasters discussing some of your favorite television shows. Visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts for a complete list of all the podcasts that we produce. You will get up-to-date information on whether the podcast is currently releasing new episodes or if it's on hiatus. You will also be able to click a link to either take you to iTunes or the Poppy Chula Radio archives to download the podcast. To binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio podcasts, visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts. This is a Poppy Chula Radio special announcement. PoppyChuloRadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash PoppyChuloRadio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, One on One showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Monday, July 10th. 2017. Listeners, please welcome fan favorite adult star, Jay Smooth. Welcome to the show, Jay. Welcome back, I should say. Yes, hello. It's great to be back. It's awesome to have you back, man. Uh, Your career has skyrocketed since we last spoke, and you've been doing some incredible work in the industry, so I'm really excited to get the chance to catch up with you and uh, for you to share with the listeners and your fans uh, what you've been up to. Uh, Well, skyrocketed, I mean, it's it's too much to say, but definitely I've been very busy, especially the last uh, couple of months. I don't even remember how the last three months passed because it was just constant work and uh, 
And but I'm very happy because I, I could uh, actually create some really good content, in my opinion, so all my fans can enjoy. And now they are being released almost on a daily basis. So, um, um, yeah, I'm I'm thrilled. I'm excited. Perfect. Well, you can stay humble and not say skyrocketed. I will say skyrocketed for you because I think uh, you've been doing incredible work. So major kudos to you. Thank you. You're welcome. So uh, as I usually do in these interviews and these one-on-one interviews, I always like to get stats out the way. So let's get some stats and general information about you out of the way. What's your height and weight? Uh, I am 6'3", and I weighed about 200 pounds. What's your zodiac sign? Uh, Pisces. What's your ethnic background? Look, Caucasian white. I was born in Poland. And how old are you? 31. Awesome. Before we get into our exclusive one-on-one with Poppy Chulo interview, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Thank you for downloading one-on-one with Poppy Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on one-on-one with Poppy Chulo, visit poppychuloradio.com slash after dark. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash poppychulo one-on-one. That's at Poppy Chulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Poppy Chula Radio. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash Poppy Chula Radio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Back to you, Poppy Chulo. Thanks, announcer. All right, so uh, since we're playing catch-up, I want to ask, as of right now, in total, how long have you been in the adult industry? It's been four years and, I don't know, seven months. Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. A little more than four and a half years now, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So, as I mentioned, your career, in my opinion, has grown immensely since our previous interview back in January of 2015. Listeners hit up uh, our archives to listen to that one. So, I'm curious to ask you, what do you attribute your staying power to be, uh, your staying power in the industry? Um, I don't know, the persistence, you know, just just constantly working on my abilities and my performance on, you know, getting uh, getting a decent, good reputation among the producers, I think, you know, and then getting good feedback from fans and certain websites, I think that all helps. I think also... Uh, you know, I found a, a, a good representation recently. I signed with uh, with an agency, uh, Next uh, uh, Level Talent, and uh, and uh, you know, uh, it's been a good good um, 
decision for me. I think they, they, they were able to open some doors for me that for some political reasons were close to me before. And, and you know, I'm happy where things are going. So I think, you know, combination of all those factors. Awesome, man. That is amazing because uh, I think your consistency as a performer is uh, is pretty impressive. Um, there's something about your scenes. Like I'll be honest, I don't think I've ever really seen a bad scene of yours. So there's something about you and your consistency as a performer that I'm really glad that the industry is finally sort of uh, taking taking note of and. Uh, more work has come your way because as you mentioned you know recently like scenes and scenes have been pumping out uh, as fast as you're doing the scenes they're getting pumped out which is amazing mm -hmm. well thank you thank you for those kind words as a matter of fact i've been doing a lot of uh, um live live shows um for a company called cherry pins and that's been uh as something that um, I became a very, uh, a, you know, uh, known performer for that, and, and respected performer in this uh, within the the live shows community. It's 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 way more challenging to do, I think, a live show than a than a than a scene for obvious reasons. You know, there is no there is no place to hide when things are going wrong. <laughs> that's true. So um, I think that's also uh, uh, brings me closer to fans. I think I like to do live shows. I think this is the modern way of like musicians and you know and our favorite bands are doing live concerts and performances for us adult stars it's, it's good to actually connect with uh, with an audience uh, with a live show because you know they can see and they can connect and be part of it in a more unique way than just uh, watching a, a, a scene that has been pre-recorded and edited before both you know have their pros and cons but i i personally like it uh, uh, very much because i can uh, interact with the fans you know more and uh, we can have some fun live, so I think that's that's something also that I've been doing very often in the in the past months. Um, it contributed to the release of, of of an amount of scenes that I've, I've I've actually worked on. Yeah, and I think the idea or the concept of live shows, and in particular them sort of taking off as incredibly as it has within the past year or so, or the, within the past couple of years, is the fact that. Um, any concerns of piracy are sort of thwarted based on the fact that it's live content that for the most mm -hmm. part, you know, you have to be there, you log in and you watch it as it happens. Yes, yes, that's that's absolutely true. And also, you know, it gives them a unique experience for a viewer to, to as I said, be part of it in a certain way. Maybe even... Uh, I'm not saying directed, but like I always take suggestions from the audience and, you know, just wants to see and, you know, with, with cooperation with my co-stars, of course, with their permission, everything has to be a full consent. I never, I never, you know, pressure anybody or put anybody in uncomfortable situations. Why well, am yeah, that's how I enjoy smooth, you know, <laughs> everything exactly. has to be nice and smooth, even if it's a rough scene, but, you know, I just want to make sure that this is very important. Respect is everything, and especially in intimate situations, um, which the adult industry and adult world is. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's been uh, since our last conversation has been a, a very thrilling ride, and as I said, there's a lot of content coming up uh, that's been shot for the last 
months and, and years, I think, are still things from, from the past that haven't been released yet. Sounds exciting. Let's talk a little bit about your OnlyFans uh, page. A lot of performers in mm -hmm. the industry has sort of taken advantage of OnlyFans as uh, a means to uh, sort of like what we were discussing in the previous question, being interactive with their fans, bringing them exclusive content, uh, basically uh, allowing your fans almost 24-7 uh, access to you as well as to like exclusive images and videos and chats and all that kind of thing. Why did you decide to join OnlyFans and uh, what can uh, your fans expect to find there? Um, yes, uh, you know, I, I decided to, to uh, um, create a profile on OnlyFans because I think that um, we have to evolve within the technology and this industry is also evolving within the technology. Back at the time, there were only VHS cassettes and there was no internet. Uh, you know, uh, the, it, was, it was a blessing and a curse because, uh, you know, internet spread this content so much around the world that also diluted its value. So now people are downloading, pirating content and, you know, people are getting used to getting things for free. And I always say that, listen, people ask, asking me for things like, oh, can you show me this? Can you give me this? And, you know, and there's such a saturation of performers that are actually providing this content to, 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 to everybody for free. And I'm asking some fans questions. Whenever you go to a store, a grocery store, doing your grocery shopping, would you ask things for free and, and expect that to happen? I mean, try to do it the next time. And, uh, and then they just, I mean, well, how would you feel if you created something and then people will, will steal it from you or just take it out from you and, and their value will be zero? I mean, if it gets personal with, with, a, with, with, with your content, you feel that this is something wrong. So for the, for, the, for the same reason, I think that um, because this is my brand, because this is what I do, and this is my product, I respect my fans to, um, as a token of appreciation to my work, to subscribe, to contribute uh, in a small financial amount to uh, getting access to certain things that, you know, uh, are related to my brand. I still release um, some promotional images or, or other things uh, openly uh, at, on my social media, whether it's a Snapchat or it's a Twitter, but I found OnlyFans something uh, as something interesting and very easy to to work with. So I can post a lot of BTS videos, short clips of you know caters to my particular fans. You know, some people are into uh, seeing certain things. Maybe some food fetish fans. Maybe some fans that want to see me, uh, you know, and a certain uh, doing certain things, or or you know. It's, it's it's really it's you know um, um, catered towards the fans. So I like to use that platform to kind of um, uh, communicate with with my fans, and also it it, it it makes me feel better if I see that the people subscribe and actually they put the effort to to spend uh, some money into uh, watching the adult content versus just, you know, um, trying to steal it and, and give an attitude for the fact that people are not providing them stuff for free. Um, that's basically the, the, the reason why I, I, I decided to use that platform as one of other platforms that I use. 
Very cool. I like that. Yeah, it's definitely a neat way to uh, let the fans uh, interact with you and as well as to see some really neat and exclusive content that uh, they won't be able to see anywhere else. Mm -hmm. There's a scene that you did uh, late last year, or at least it was released in the fall of last year, that I thought was one of the most gorgeously shot scenes in porn and it wasn't even for like a porn feature it was like of that like stunning quality it was for a website called babes.com and it was with you and the incredible alexa thomas and both of you were basically having sex it looked like you guys were in the amazon or something like that what was mm -hmm. that scene like that to shoot uh, that's uh, the, the I, I yeah I know exactly what scene you're talking about. Yes, um, uh, we shot it in, in in the Costa Rican jungle, and uh, <laughs> I'm very happy that it scene turned out to be uh, you know the way it turned out to be. But um, shooting this type of content is very challenging. I imagine you have to wake up super early in the morning, being in the middle of the jungle in a very tropical hot place, surrounded by a lot of insects and uh, and you know and and rocks and everything, but. You know, that's what we do to create this art uh, and, and to make it um, as romantic as, as, as you know, um, believable as possible, you know, those kind of places. And, and yeah, it was uh, definitely um, um, a rewarding experience in terms of uh, being able to shoot it and, and see how it turned out. But of course, uh, that's what we are as performers. We perform, we have to... Um, be ready for uh, for sometimes difficult conditions, you know. As a matter of fact, there are more scenes that are being shot during that trip that I did. Um, and there are scenes on the beach, you know, there are scenes in the pools, and, you know, this one particular one was in the jungle. Now, Alexa Thomas, I've worked with her a, a few times, and she's a wonderful uh, performer. I always enjoy working with her, and I'm very happy that you liked it, and, and you know, and, and and it turned out the way it was. Absolutely, man. I'm kind of curious to ask, uh, when you're performing with a fellow performer that does not speak the language, like, does that make the scene difficult? Does it make that scene um, a little bit more interesting because the there there is a language barrier there? And obviously, sex is a, a universal language. So maybe it isn't difficult, but I'm just kind of curious because I know a lot of performers on occasion, they like to, you know, approach a fellow performer before a scene and then, hey, how are you doing? What are your likes? What are your dislikes? And that kind of thing. Does it make it difficult when a um, co-star does not speak the same language that you speak? Uh, well, yes, it's, it's, it's definitely more challenging. I mean, it happened to me uh, uh, quite a few times. I shot a lot of content in Europe and different places with performers that not necessarily were fluent in English or, or some of them were very, uh, it was very difficult to communicate. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, my native language is Polish. I was born in Poland, so I, I, I can understand certain Slavic languages like Serbian, like Czech, you know, uh, I studied some Russian. So there is always a way that I can find you know, some kind of communication with people. But as you mentioned, sex is a universal language. And when people are in the same energy level and they, they you know, they feed from each other, sometimes, you know, uh, you don't need too many words to, to, to create a good scene. As long as, uh, you know, there's constant, we are on the same page. I mean, 
I was shooting a very particular scene, let's say it would be like a rough, I don't know, BDSM or something, which I'm not really big fan of, but I, I've done this type of work. You know, I always, always put the effort to talk to my to my co-stars, regardless of what kind of scene it is, and, and make sure that, you know, like you mentioned, what do you like, what you don't like, are there any limitations? You know, I just want to make us to feel as comfortable as possible. And I put always the effort to do so because, you know, it's my job. I want I wanted it to turn out the best uh, as it can be and you know and at the same time to be as enjoyable as possible so um uh, you know i had a good experiences with the fact that there was a language barrier and i had some bad experiences so i would say it really depends on on upon the you know your co-star and the performer that you did that, you, that you're actually working with um yeah yeah but you know i never really uh, found it that something that was very 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 difficult to do when usually maybe a crew member of somebody on set is uh, uh familiar with the with the native language of the performer that is coming but there were also times i remember actually in my memory there's one particular time when the girl spoke uh, zero language and it was in a country where her language and the native language wasn't used and and it was it was pretty tough it was pretty tough to but yeah, that's that's in the minority, I would say. Let's talk a little bit about your work in the virtual reality or VR genre. I think virtual reality porn is really fascinating. And I'm kind of curious, how do you go about shooting virtual reality porn? Like how do you shoot a scene like that? Because I'm going to assume that it's not or maybe it is. Is it as simple as just, you know, holding a camera POV? Is there a special camera? Do you have to wear something interesting over your head to sort of capture the virtual reality feel? Like, what goes into filming a virtual reality scene? And is it more complex than a regular scene? That's a good question. It's a good question to ask, especially nowadays where the virtual reality is getting more and more popular. Mm-hmm. It really depends, you know. There is a there is a virtual reality which I call the 180, which is almost like a classic POV, where um, definitely for a male performer is a very uncomfortable shoot because you know you you have to be um, sometimes put in a very uncomfortable position to get it filmed the way that it's you know it's a it's a true POV. Um, uh, but you know, it's usually the equipment that is that is designed to shoot in in this type of content. You know, it's like a special camera with two lenses, and it's like a 180 degrees um, lenses. I don't even know exactly the technology, but I know that this technology is pretty tricky, and sometimes it takes uh, quite a while to shoot a scene. And uh, because the all, if you need to adjust this equipment, if you need to move it into certain places, it, it it's really very precise it's not like you just move a camera and just restart and shoot it you have to be you have to align everything it's 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 a it's a it's a more difficult and challenging shoot than 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 i would say the ordinary thing and then then you have uh, a virtual reality 360 which is um a set of like i don't know 10 15 cameras for example which are 360 cameras that can go all around and they are in certain locations and let's say you can observe uh as a viewer 
the 360 view. So, for example, you have an orgy scene. There is a couple having sex in this one corner. You look at them, then you feel like, okay, I'm going to turn around wearing this uh, goggles, the headset, and then you turn around and you see somebody else back there in a different corner, which gives you that that ability to kind of be in the, in the middle of something. Uh, that kind of content also, you know, I've I've, um, I've dealt with uh, or with uh, um, Ron Jeremy's new VR company that he that that he's part of, and I've shot quite a few scenes for them, and uh, and they use this very sophisticated brand new equipment that is very expensive, and I hope that's going to turn out to be very very good. I saw some uh, raw footage. And, uh, you know, very interesting uh, way of, of, of filming this kind of stuff. You know, technology is moving fast and, and so it has to be the adult industry kind of to to provide this, this new ways of of, of um, detecting sexual acts. So, I, mean, I think it's um, filming 360 for me, it's easier uh, because I can be more myself and just, uh, you know, focus on the performance versus like the 180, like you mentioned, it's more like a POV style. Uh, where you know it's pretty much very strict rules of, uh, of, of 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 performing. So yeah, that's that's like a little bit of a, a grasp of, of a VR, virtual reality, uh, you know, shooting. Yeah, that's fascinating. Talking about the uh, the POV 181, because I imagine like. The way that I see it, I, I think the only way that I can sort of picture it in my head is like you're wearing the camera or are you positioned so that the equipment is where your head would be? Like, how does that work? Can you sort of like take us into yes. like you mm-hmm. as the performer and what exactly you're doing as it's being filmed. Because uh, for those out there that haven't had the chance to see it, I mean, it's basically point of view reference. It's you are seeing what the male performer is seeing. And a lot of times it's, you know, like the performer is like sitting down or laying down on the bed. And then, you know, whether it's one female performer or two or whatnot, you see them mm-hmm. sort of like coming towards you as, as if you are the male performer. So how is the equipment positioned and uh, how are you seeing what's going on when it's being shot? That's exactly what uh, what the viewer is seeing. Uh, what I see is basically the back of the equipment. I don't even see sometimes the performance that I'm performing with because I am completely mm, separated by the the equipment is in front of me. Oh, okay. Um, in many cases, so especially in virtual reality, so uh, uh, it's it's challenging for both performers because I've done also the virtual reality 180. POV, but I call the reverse POV for a better lack of a better term in the in the industry that I'm working with because um, you know uh, this is the primary focus in, in in the straight adult industry is the female performer so the the male is always treated in a little different way but I, why I call it a reverse POV because I, I that's where the focus is on actually me perf- performing and, and the sexual act towards my female co-star. Oh, I'm and sure I, you're happy uh, when shot. that happens <laughs> because you don't have to have, you know, the contraption around you as much. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't, but that's also another thing here. While um, uh, the focus is on, on the male performer, um, there, is a, there are some limitations. Of course, you cannot really show so many different positions because of obvious reasons. 
you know, it's like basically if the female performer was holding the camera. So, uh, except of a classic missionary, maybe, um, you know, a little bit of a cowgirl, reverse cowgirl kind of situations, you know. There are not that many, you know, maybe like an old yeah, like here and there. There are not that many possibilities, but the thing is that once you performing the sexual act towards the camera, you also have to entertain the camera. And now the barrier is there, so you cannot really interact with your female co-star. You're interacting with equipment. So, you know, it has its challenges as well, uh, both ways. Um, so, you know, it's, yeah, it's just, you know, that, that, that's basically what a, what a male performer has to, has to do to deliver a, a good performance. Sometimes people think, okay, you are, let's say, pretty passive in that scene because the girl is, you know, on top of you and doing other things. But it doesn't mean that it's easier than, than taking more uh, dominant role in the scene. So it's, it has its challenges, you know. I, I guess there are some performers that prefer this type of shoot. I like to be more free and, and be able to interact the way I want to with my female co-star too. I think deliver uh, a, 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 the best performance possible. But um, yeah, virtual reality world has its uh, rules and, uh, and, you know, has its uh, difficulties. So um, that's pretty much more or less how it looks like. Okay, yeah, and that makes sense. And before we move away from virtual reality as a follow-up, because I'm just kind of curious as just popped into my head as you were discussing it, do those types of scenes take much longer to shoot than, you know, just a regular porn scene? Well, uh, yes and no, because yes, uh, if, if we understand regular porn scene as a, as a thing that is, uh, you know, it's like a pretty simple setup and a, and a gonzo setup, yes. But if I work for a more like a feature type of a, of a scene, which, you know, there's way more to shoot than, than an ordinary scene. But overall, virtual reality, um, even for a 20 or... 30 minute content, you know, it, it, it takes a few good hours to shoot because of, as I said, to reposition the equipment and, and set it up and, you know, and, and it, it all takes, it all takes time. It's pretty much like, you know, shooting any mainstream production, which, you know, usually the setups take the, the, the most amount of time, not the, so I would, I would say that, um, short, longer than a gonzo scene, but not necessarily uh, uh, way longer than a feature or a more complicated scene. Okay, very interesting. You sort of alluded to this earlier in the interview, your work in BDSM style scenes. You have done some work for kink.com, and I'm kind of curious to ask you, uh, what has that experience been like for you? Have you enjoyed playing with fetishes and getting to know uh, different types of fetishes and fetish play, or is that really not your style? Well, the, that was a very interesting experience. I, I really um, enjoyed working for the company, especially uh, how the company treated talent, and I had... Uh, pretty positive uh, things to say about the company although the genre itself it's not really my favorite thing and I've been doing um, I mean I've done quite a few um, gangbangs which I'm very limited to do these days um, I um, um, I was also 
they also try to do um, uh, a separate sub website called Bondage Virgin. They wanted to bring some sort of a Fifty Shades of Grey style, uh, you know, more vanilla. We call them more vanilla girls, so girls that are more into pretty uh, things, not really into bondage and, 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 and BDSM stuff, and kind of like a little introduction and an elegant matter. But I think that, you know, uh, we tried a couple of those things, but it didn't really work for the audience, I think. It was uh, too, I also <laughs> use that word vanilla, it was a little bit too light for, for, the, too tame. for, the, for the audience. Of, yeah, yeah. So it didn't really work uh, in the long run. Um, yes, as I said, you know, it's, it's very interesting to see how um, how there there are you know people that really really truly enjoy this and and especially female performers how they were really uh, taking part into creating their own uh, fantasy. You know, the company was helping them to create those scenarios, and and it was really fascinating to see how much enjoyment the performance had. It's just not really my special thing to do. Like I don't really. If you ask me if I really, uh, you know, what's my favorite thing to do, I wouldn't say that it's BDSM. So, you know, I, I slow down on that path, especially gangbangs. And, you know, and, and as a matter of fact, I just shot um, a, a BDSM, but it's kind of like a more uh, uh, in, in a moody kind of lighting, darker way uh, uh, yesterday for new sensations, for a new uh, feature. And, uh, and I think it's going to be an amazing, amazing scene. So... Um, I'm looking forward to, to that being released because I don't do that much as a, as a, you know in a BDSM uh, world, but I think that was something something very interesting. <clears throat> and uh, and yeah, you know that's pretty much that's pretty much it at this point. Um, my experience with kink was good. Um, as I said, it's just um, that genre uh, that's not really my favorite. Earlier in the interview, we talked a little bit about OnlyFans and how that allows a performer basically a hands-on approach on what can be released and what can be created to show their fans and whatnot. So I'm curious to pick your brain on the idea of uh, working behind the camera in the industry. Do you see yourself having J-Smooth Productions or that kind of thing uh, at some point? Um, maybe mm, it's too early to, to answer that question, but, uh, I definitely started to do, um, custom videos for my fans and sometimes a, a bit like a mini productions for some fans, which include, um, you know, full six scenes and, 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 uh, and scripted work, you know, a lot of, a lot of fans actually pay a lot of attention to a lot of details. And, uh, you know, the, the whole point of delivering them this very unique custom experience is to kind of trying to incorporate as much for their uh, viewing pleasure. So um, I definitely had little experience with that. But, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe one day if I, you know, uh, my my has been pretty renowned by, by now. So kind of like those facial things. And, and I, I've had a lot of requests for that. And uh, maybe something related to that, you know, maybe something else. I haven't thought about it yet, but, you know, definitely there are some are some uh, possibilities with this um, in the future. Sounds exciting. And uh, we will be discussing your cum shots in a moment. So listeners, if you're curious about that, uh, stay tuned. Uh, but before we get into that... Uh, has your style of fucking developed over the time that you've been in the industry? 
Uh, well, I think I think it. Yeah, I think it evolved. I think it. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, I became more. Um, I think I became more energetic performer than I was before. You know, mm-hmm. I, I. That's that's also because I started. I was the mostly thrown into um, glamcore, which is the genre of like a pretty slow and more romantic has it called couples friendly porn which i don't really like those labels because i label this way it's just you know more uh, more of a different style mm-hmm. and then you know more I romantic more passionate it, yes more passionate but you know to me passion doesn't have to be necessarily very slow sex to me passion is is the good connection and my favorite thing to do honestly is is i would call it glam gonzo which is a very pretty sexy girl that starts a very nice tease and then the focus is on a on a very raw sex scene that is just energizing the audience that mm-hmm. makes them believing the emotions that those people going through the sexual connection that they deliver and you know because otherwise that's where the focus is this is an adult industry we we, we entertain uh most uh, mostly so like we don't you know some of us are pretty decent actors and we can do more but you know the focus is here on a sexual connection to me it's, it's about very strong connection between the performers and and you know in a in a in a sexual way so definitely an, an attractive performance you know that is like like the sexual intensity is there so i think i i i kind of moved towards that you know i can uh it, can be very versatile. I can do a very slow romantic scene, but I can do very, you know. So that's why my spectrum of performance is from from those very very glam course shoots to up to kink or those those really rough uh, scenes, you know. And I can really do that, uh, but with the right performance, of course. I cannot push somebody who is not into certain things to try different things just because I feel like I want to do them. Absolutely not. Um, so it really depends what kind of company I'm working for, and I try to adopt the style of the audience. You know, there's a lot of companies uh, and allow you to to put your uh, hand on uh, on a uh, you know a female performer's throat because it kind of implies choking. Uh, you know, and, and there are some which you know which which that's totally allowed. So yeah, it's it's uh, you know. It really depends. I like to comp- incorporate both styles in my performance, and I like to to not to be too automatic. I don't like to perform the you know the same tempo and just you know very dull fucking. I like to you know the eye contact, the fucking, you know different tempo, different uh, you know different positions. You know, there's there's so much that can be happening within the scene and, and normally when people have sex i think that it's that is what my style is this um lots of passion and and lots of energy and lots of sweat <laughs> yes actually sweating so that's kind of my thing that was a really good answer jay <laughs> thank you you're welcome yeah, and I've heard uh, about the the no hands on the neck thing before, which I think is really interesting. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, all right. So now, so, speaking of this, I just mm-hmm. let me just say one thing. 
um, because it's so for, for the record, it's very important for me to, for my fans and anybody who watches adult content uh, uh, to know, is the fact that I can shoot very rough things. Doesn't mean that I have to really do a lot of very rough things to my toast. But as a mainstream actor, performing on camera certain violent acts doesn't mean that they're really performing those violent acts. So the same way, I can pretend that I can choke my partner stronger than it than than it really is, or, or even you know, or pulling the hair. It's all within the boundaries of of, of respect. So I just want to make it clear: I'm not one of those performers that are very notorious for the violence or or disrespect. You know, and I always strongly oppose that, and and I'm very outspoken about it because I think respect is everything. It doesn't matter what kind of line of work we're doing it's 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 what you know people have to understand uh, there is no uh i don't see that that in any possible way that, that we should glorify any disrespect and, and crossing certain boundaries uh, for performance it's performance and uh you know and that's very important to say so i just wanted to make that point i'm glad that you made that point and i couldn't agree with you more and i think a lot of fans they sometimes forget this is a scene that was created whether it was fully scripted or whether it's improvisational it's all consented between both of the performers well if there are two people in the scene you know if there are more performers it's it's all mm -hmm. consented amongst all of the performers and much like what you stated there is acting there's camera tricks things are not always as they seem so you know it may look yeah. like mm -hmm. someone is getting choked out or their hair is getting pulled with uh, incredible intensity but it is acting there is acting involved mm -hmm. uh, we have to remember this it's all a fantasy Yes, and we are kind of stunts, you know. We we're doing certain stunt work. Uh, I, I understand that you know <laughs> that some called so-called mainstream world sometimes want to uh, draw a very uh, big line between, but I don't think we should because uh, um, that's probably another discussion for another time. But I, just to make a final point on that. Um, yes, we are performers and we are entertainers, and we are not educators, uh, you know. So. With that said, it's very important for especially younger generation uh, uh, that watches porn uh, to know. Okay, it's it's. I just want to make that point. I like it. All right, Jay. So now it's time for a question that I'm sure a lot of your fans might be curious to know, especially if they didn't listen to the previous interview that we had. How much is Jay Smooth packing? How big are you down there? Oh well, uh, you know, in the in a full erected state i would say about eight inches but i'm not really the biggest uh, of performance so you know um, yeah that's pretty much it so i i don't really cause too much pain to my co-stars that i've been i've been told you know. <laughs> Let's talk about the money shot, Mr. J. Smooth, because uh, you are very consistent with your loads. You always make a mess. They uh, are notorious on the web now. So uh, do you do anything in particular to maintain a consistent pop shot? Are you someone that does certain things to make sure that the load is uh, consistently ooey-gooey, or 
is this all just a part of the natural J smooth uh, essence, basically? I think that you know that the just my lifestyle. The you know I try to to eat healthy, to drink a lot of water, stay staying hydrated. Um, and I think there has to be something with uh, with you know with me as a person that you know that that allows me to do so because I don't really have a better answer. I mean, you know, this I can only tell you what you know that that yeah. I mean, I, I don't do anything uh, unusual. <laughs> it's just uh, it's just the way it is, and you know, I I try to uh, to maintain a healthy lifestyle. It's natural Polish protein. I believe so. Oh, right. Something about that. <laughs> yes. You should bottle it and sell only, it. Yes, yes. I'm the only one Polish-born uh, and male adult performer in this industry. So, yeah, I guess that's, that's the theory behind it. <laughs> well, there you go. Let's talk a little bit about romance and the industry. Since you've been in the industry for a few years now, you're definitely heading towards veteran status. I'm kind of curious to pick your brain about just relationships in the industry in general. Is it difficult to maintain a relationship while working in the industry? You know, is it easier to date a fellow performer? Is it easier to date someone who isn't involved with the industry at all? What's your take on uh, dating while being a porn star? From my experience and what I observed, uh, it seems like it might be easier to date a fellow performer because of the mutual understanding of what this job consists of. And a lot of people, we call them civilians, so people from outside of the industry have a very um, twisted or, 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 you know, completely not true image of, of how the work in the industry look like. You know, a lot of people are completely, for a lot of people it's completely, it feels like we are in medieval times before the earth was proven to be a sphere and probably on the other core, the other side of Earth, there are some dragons, other monsters living there. So I kind of sometimes feel that people have no idea what this job is about and, and what we really do, and 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 it just brings this kind of um, weird feeling for people. Well, in the relationship and dating world, there are two different things. To me, it's to, to me it's a uh, uh, intimate relationship and love is completely different than sex. Sex, you know, people are very sexual. Some people are not. Uh, you can separate those things, and if uh, if you can find a partner that understands that and that is under uh, is is on the same page with you, it's way easier. Whether it's easy, I don't think it's easy to find people like that, but it's possible. And I've also seen com uh, couples within the industry where the one person is a performer and the partner is outside the industry, and they are perfect couples and perfectly normal, happy people. Uh, despite the the popular view, we are most of us are very normal people <laughs> that are having normal lives and outside of the industry where we are ourselves outside of the personas we have our life and and we do the same things as our neighbors and other things other people so you know it's not that big of a difference it's just a job and at the end of the day we are entertainers we are trying to uh, positively influence the people and the and our audiences and and I personally try to do it to the best of my ability. And um, 
And the same thing with relationships. You, see, you know, you 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 separate your work from your life. So um, I don't know, it's 50-50, but I would say that uh, you know I've, I've known quite a good couples, which are mixed couples, which is one is industry, the other is from outside industry. And there are some people that are within, uh, you know, in relationships with their fellow performers or former performers. It's easy, like any other relationship, you know. You see people in uh, the outside world, so outside of the adult industry, and then out there having a lot of issues with the relationships. So definitely this type of work, it's not that easy to for people to cope with. So you got to be strong. you got to be confident about who you are and what your values are and you know and and, and just um, um, be optimistic about finding a, a soulmate out there uh, which some of us have the the, the, the privilege and, and you know to find awesome another great answer from uh, Jay Smooth I like it thank you smooth answers exactly <laughs> I approve and I see what you did there all right, so generally speaking, in general, has working in porn affected your views on sex and relationships? Um, I have to say that um, I think working in this very positive way, first of all, it freed me from feeling like an odd bird uh, that I found an outlet of, of to to kind of inspire in uh, in, in that that the part sexual part of me that I it always was there but it wasn't it was tamed and I think that I found that and because I also received a very very interesting feedback from my fans from all over the world and sometimes it's very touching how people write and and how important that is to certain people especially in certain countries where sex and sexuality is very repressed and people are really really repressed about that and i'm very sorry for this because it's against human nature but you see how how you can uh, touch people and then their hearts and inspire them and feel them make them feel better about themselves and 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 and, and that that's that's something that is uh, very rewarding from a perspective of me. Also, the fact that I, as I said, I, I don't feel like an odd bird anymore. I can, uh, I can connect with other people uh, as me being very sexual since I remember I was. Uh, sometimes when you're way more sexual than the people around you, you know, you start feeling that something maybe is wrong with you. And I don't think something was wrong with me. It was just like, uh, uh, you know, we, we differ. We differ as human beings. So we just have to accept who we are and be honest with each other. Um, it, it, whether it changed my my view of sex, I think it it became it made me um, be, become a better lover and better uh, 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 you know uh, a more experienced lover and a person that is more in control in my body. How mind and body are is aligned. And, uh, and definitely, well, you know, sometimes, sometimes have to be be completely honest. Sometimes, you know, it feels like a job. It not necessarily feels very, very uh, entertaining for me as a performer. But you know, uh, as somebody very wise in the industry told me some time ago, if it feels too good, it probably doesn't. It doesn't. It's not going to be a good thing. So, and I understand that from with my experience right now, what that really means and how. To, to manage, you know, certain things. 
um, as as with any any experience in, in life, when you when you do things in a you know in a such a large amount, it becomes nature sometimes. That's why things out. If I feel like I worked too much, I'm taking a little break and uh, you know recharging. But I want to be uh, positively charged when I come back. I want to you know have this good energy. And and this is the same thing. People getting burned out. You know, you can work in the office. Overworked yourself, you can you can do whatever you do. Uh, it, it might overwork you, might might might, you know, you might feel uh, burned out. So, um, I think that's important, and especially for female performers too, who uh, sometimes shoot too much, and you know, it takes a toll on your body. Obviously, this is a, this is a difficult work. It's not easy as some people think it is. And uh, yeah, you just have to take care of yourself. Um, but I think yeah, it made me it made me more experienced and uh, a lover and and yeah, I just to understand more of people's fetishes, fantasies, to understand more people's sexualities, how how we can differ from each other within the sexual spectrum. Um, yeah, I mean you know to to me to me it's a really positive force. To me it's I, I don't see that you know I don't see too much negativity from it. You know I I know what the negativity is, but I just. Uh, I just, you know, chose to spread positivity and 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 be, and be sex positive person to to the environment, you know. So this is me. This is how Jay Smooth is. Very smooth. <laughs> awesome. So, okay. So let's move away from the porn and let's talk a little bit about you outside of the set. What do you enjoy doing in your free time? Well, I used to be a you know a professional athlete, so uh, so the the love to physical exercises and and being outdoors uh, it's still there. I love it. I love hiking. I love to travel. Um, I I always love to meet new people and and cultures and just you know have those experiences. Um, like I said, I, I I do like sports. I read a lot. Um, you know, I watch some good TV shows, uh, some some sometimes good movies. Uh, unfortunately, I'm a little bit addicted to computer games. I have to be very careful with that because I can be sucked in. Uh, whether it's a it's a it's a game of I don't know some strategy game that takes you forever, like a civilization kind of a type of a game, or maybe some Star Wars game, or 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 yeah, I don't know soccer. You know that I used to play professionally with, so I can also relate to that and i've been addicted to computer games so takes me out of, of, of my room at least one day i was allowed to play games and the other i had to spend outdoors because i would spend all my time playing things that i still love to do um, uh, i love comedy you know i also uh, like to perform comedy i like to watch comedy i think that you know this is another um um expressing myself um i absolutely love music and without music i don't i don't i wouldn't exist you know you can take away a lot of things from me but i wouldn't allow you to take my music away from me it's it's so important so i definitely enjoy that so yeah that will be those those main things uh that jay smooth uh enjoys outside of the set outside of a porn set as well you've been working 
in uh, the mainstream entertainment industry and some really interesting and major productions. Uh, for those out there that didn't know this, uh, what projects might our listeners have seen you in? Um, the, the, the last big one that I did was Big Little Lies, the HBO 7-episode um, series directed by Jean-Marc Vallée, stars uh, Ren- uh, Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, Shannon Woodley. I was doing uh, a body doubles and stunts for that show. So I basically did almost all body doubles and quite a few stunts most of the stunts i'm in every single episode if you pay close attention you can see me there of course i wasn't meant to be very clearly seen for obvious reasons but um definitely uh for those of you that know me pretty well uh they you would recognize i'm credited with the show i think that was an amazing yes i'm very interested in acting started late about four years ago with training with that uh, with that field too so you know i'm very patient I, i i enjoy this work so being able to work with this um, very experienced uh, crew and amazing director and, and, and being part of that project for a few months was an amazing experience. Uh, outside of that, I also did quite a few softcore movies. Um, the, the, the one that I had a main part was called Cosmic Calendar Girls. I mean, you know, I, I wish I could do a better performance than in terms of my acting, but of course, those movies are not necessarily focused on acting and, and we don't have that much uh, room to, to, to improve that. Uh, but I heard some, some cool feedback as well uh, about that. There are, uh, I think there's one more two coming up. I don't know when they're going to be released, but I definitely will uh, uh, post something on my social media when, whenever I'm aware of they are out. But yeah, that's 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 quite a lot of fun to shoot. I I really like to I really enjoy uh, mainstream projects. I did some short movies. I did some comedies. You know, slowly but surely. Uh, I hope uh, things were getting a little bit a uh, bigger. So we'll see. Sounds very good and very exciting. I have two follow-up questions. The first one is in reference to Big Little Lies. You mentioned that you were a stunt double and also a body double. Yes, yes, I was a st- I was doing stunts and I was a body double. The body doubles uh, I was doing for certain actors, you know, for certain more intimate scenes, and then stunts for purely, you know, uh, stunt work. Okay, so um, who who did you body double? I body doubled uh, uh, Alex Garsgard. I body doubled a couple of other actors um, on that show, but mostly uh, Alex Garsgard and uh, and uh, and a few others. I think that uh, uh, I forget some some of the names. There were some co-stars on on some episodes, but um, and I did some stunts also for for other um, for other actors. Okay. Did you have to wear a wig because of the hair hair color? Uh, or did you die? No, no, no. Actually, actually not. I didn't have to do that. Um, the, the the takes were were, were done. I mean, with with the one one scene when I was body doubling a different actor, I was actually kind of similar from the you know to the actor in terms of the hair color. Uh, in terms of Alex Skarsgård, you know, the the takes were taken the way that uh, I believe you know we're kind of a little bit of silhouettes here and there and, and, and takes but you know if you watch the show you probably can see in certain moments a funny story about the stunts is the fact that i'm not a professional stuntman you know i was asked to do a stunt 
uh, as a kind of a audition almost on set, and 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 they just fell in love with the fact how I, you know, and and they just offered me this job and in addition to other things. So it's kind of like, you know, it was a it was a really great experience. So uh, you know, I basically got two different uh, gigs within this this show. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then I, as I said, I enjoyed it very much. That's awesome. Very cool. And uh, the second follow-up that I had is in regards to softcore scenes. Because I think a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, are curious about softcore scenes. And in particular, like, how are they shot? Like, the softcore work that you've done, was it always a softcore scene? Or I do know that sometimes they will take sort of like a hardcore production and then they'll use different angles and then they'll turn that into a softcore production. So in the productions that you've been involved in that are softcore, did you have to do like simulated sex or was it just a hardcore scene that was trimmed and different edits to make it look softcore? For uh, for channels like Cinemax or Showtime or HBO, most of the work is being done as a softcore production, and there is no hardcore work there at all. Sometimes certain studios require us to do a softcore, um, a separate or hardcore scenes, which we kind of do in addition to our scene, and then they use this footage for promotion or or for some more, um, uh, you know, some some countries don't allow any hardcore on on you know on there. Uh, on even paid television, so that's why the companies are catered towards the certain markets and promote only uh, their content by software. So it, 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 there are two different things, you know. For those software productions that I mentioned, this is purely a software. There is no hardware. Okay, that's interesting. So, so in mm-hmm. the scene, because you're both nude, so it's just, I guess, it's just your soft dick like pumping up against her is that basically what's going on usually usually we are wearing the some some kind of a they call it a the modesty sock which yes that's so So funny you you know put your yeah you put your genitals there so it doesn't really interfere with uh with your female culture and i think the reason for that is that some men will become very aroused in an unprofessional way and that would be very weird yes so you know and me as, a, as an adult performer i kind of have uh, you know uh, a certain control over that so it's kind of like okay you know i know where i am but you know sometimes when i'm performing a softcore scene with my fellow um uh, porn poster which we know each other you know sometimes it's fine to to you know not to wear this modesty sock but you know i always i always have it we always have it it's always provided and you know it's um, it's what the standard is yeah i think it's funny because you know you're a porn (laughs) performer and you're you have to wear the sock it's interesting you know because in in mainstream productions that's how it works so it's it's funny that uh when porn stars have to go and do a softcore scene you know they're they're made to wear the sock that's very interesting yeah, yeah. I, I, it always brings a smile on my face when I have to wear it, but you know, I, 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 <laughs> I enjoy the process. <laughs> exactly, it's mainstream work. It's awesome. So mm-hmm. yeah. as we get towards uh, 
the end of the interview, I have a couple of questions that are designed to allow your fans and supporters to get to know some of your favorites. So the first question is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Uh, definitely my, my ultimate favorite is uh, Breaking Bad. I was a very, very big fan of that show. Um, recently, I've been watching uh, a, all the episodes of The Girlfriend Experience. I, I found it a very, very uh, real and a great show of, of, of human emotions and, and life as it is, you know, in these days. And, and I think that it's a brilliant show. Um, um, let me think. Those two definitely just just stays in my mind. I um, did I watch the whole series? I think you know. I think that uh, I watched some House of Cards. You know, as I said, I have a. I, I'm interested in politics sometimes too much, and I think there's a lot of. Uh, uh, it's, it's a good show as well. Um, I love The Big Bang Theory as a you know. Uh, it's just, going to comedy I, I think that this kind of a sitcom that I really enjoy and it's fun and and it's a it's a type of humor that I that I enjoy um did I mention five already um four that was four you're not gonna include Big Little Lies then Big Little yeah Big Little Lies I yeah the, the Big Little Lies kind of slipped over of my mind but uh because I, I was involved in it but I think it's a brilliant show I watched it I had it recorded, and I think it was uh, it was it was greatly done. I was very happy how this show turned out, and uh, and I would recommend it to everybody. Not only because I'm there, but because it's a really good show. Yeah, it was fantastic. Thank you for your thank you for that suggestion. Yes, you sometimes it's like you think about a lot of things and you're forgetting those ones that you know that are right there. But yeah, definitely, I, I would include this one. Exactly. And I'll give kudos to Big Little Eyes as well. It was fantastically done. And now I have to go back and rewatch it and play Where's Jay Smooth? <laughs> yes, exactly. Trying to find Jay Smooth. Some people send, send me screenshots already. It's pretty cool how they figure it out. Oh, that's awesome. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. Next question is, who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? Four favorite. Okay, it's, uh, I'll go with uh, Depeche Mode. I'll go with uh, uh, Pink Floyd. I'll go with Duran Duran. I think I'll go with um, with you too. With you too. That I actually saw very recently in a concert, and I was absolutely amazed with their live performance. So yeah, that's a pretty easy question. What are three of your most favorite films? Oh yeah, yeah, three to three. Hmm. I think one of the one of the uh, funniest comedies I remember of old old school comedy, The Caddyshack. I, I still kind of uh, like to revisit it from time to time. Um, um, I really liked Ocean's Eleven. I think it was a great cast and and, and a cool writing and, and you know good action. And uh, yeah, I will have to go with Star Wars because I'm a big Star Wars fan and, and I always love to watch Star Wars. So, you know, I'm very happy to to always uh, revisit some older episodes, but also looking forward to some new releases. What are two foods you can't live without? I think sushi. I love raw fish and I like Japanese cuisine very much. I think this is very important for me to have it in my on my menu. 
and um, and I think I'm, I'm I'm so addicted to my breakfast, which consists of like egg whites and oatmeal and and blueberries and fruit. So I think that's like, yeah, these are like the two things that I wouldn't like to to give up. I like them. And what is one of your guilty pleasures? My guilty pleasures? Oh, um, you know, I'm not a big chocolate fan, like many people will probably say. Maybe my my guilty pleasure is cheese that I don't eat because I don't want to, but I sometimes like it very much. Like I brought this Dutch cheese from my trip from Europe a couple of days ago, and I'm, I'm still having, I'm eating it every day. I'm like feeling guilty about it. You should. So good. <laughs> I think I think it's like I think it's cheese, like even pizza, you know, like with with, with this thick cheese. I think that's that's one of the things that that I try not to eat but yeah but but you know from time to time i feel like i really need it there you go you're not going to keep those abs with all that cheese <laughs> yeah that's the thing you see like i'm i'm so self-conscious about the way i look and it's uh, obviously because of what we do and then you're being on camera being on pictures and constantly being judged for the way you look and that's you know that's that's the part of the job so yeah but i i like to keep fit it's not like i don't like it but i know that you know, it's a it, 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 it's a big commitment, and you know, and I'm happy to be back on my uh, my diet right now after this little vacation because vacation was uh, two vacations, so there was no rules. So now it's time to you know <laughs> go back to to my old regime. Exactly. What's next for Jay Smooth? Uh, what can the fans and the supporters out there that are listening, what can they eagerly anticipate from you in the near future? And uh, definitely some of my new releases. There is one being released uh, on the 12th, so in two days. It's the one, the Wicked feature called Spoiled. I would recommend everybody to watch it. It's a kind of a dark story, but uh, I have two sex scenes there with Abigail Mack and with uh, Chloe Cherry. There, uh, I, I think it was really, really cool project. Um, quite a, quite a, quite a lot of releases from Penthouse that have been kind of under the radar because that company doesn't really promote this content that much. But I think we put a lot of effort into shooting some of the scenes. The scenes are so pretty, and uh, the you know really uh, quality products. So I would recommend my fans to join Penthouse.com to watch. Quite a lot of things that I've done for this company over the years. Um, I've done some shoots for MisaX.com. Uh, there's always very interesting stories and, and, and cool texting things there. Uh, quite a few uh, will be coming soon. Uh, there are so many releases that I, I don't want to omit anything right now, but there's so, there will be so many coming. Babes, Twisties, uh, scenes were constantly you know uh, released. That uh, there's one quite a fun one with, with uh, Elsa Jean for Twisted. I think we have quite a lot of fun on that scene. Um, Zero Tolerance Productions, a couple of scenes I've shot. It's a very nice, uh, uh, you know, very nice scenes are coming up. What I would like to do personally, uh, the only thing that I haven't done really, and I would like to do it, is a reverse gangbang, which is uh, oh, okay. me, myself, Jay Smooth, and about five female performers of my choice. And I would like or to more. do something like that. 
excuse me? I said, or more, five or more. Or more, yeah, the, the standard is for gangbang is five, I'm good with five. For now, we'll see, we're gonna break some records in the future, we'll see what happens. But as of now, five good quality choice performance that would like to shoot it from some, some good major studio at some point. That was definitely something that I would like to do. Um, that would be incredible. Happen, maybe I'll do it. Yeah, maybe I'll do it myself from under my production at some point. I don't know. I'm patient. We'll see. But that's definitely something that is still there on my to-do list. And I'm looking forward for this to be um, become true in the nearest future. And yeah, and uh, you know, um, like I said, um, the releases have been done on daily basis almost. And every week there is something happening. So I'm very, very uh, happy about that. And I'm I hope my fans will enjoy it. Um, so yeah, because it's you know they are the best uh, reward. Their comments and their and their feedback is the best reward of of, of our you know work. So we'll see how it's uh, what the reception is going to be of that. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, for that reverse gangbang, you're gonna have to save up a lot of protein because those are five mouths to feed. I'm just saying. Uh, so. Absolutely, absolutely. You know that will be a very special shoot. So if, if that will ever happen uh, in the near future, I will definitely uh, prepare for that. There you go. It will happen, my friend. It will. So mm-hmm. we've been discussing social media throughout the entire mm-hmm. interview. So let's uh, spill the beans. Uh, how can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web? All the goodies. Yeah, so let's start with uh, with my Twitter page. It's uh, at jsmoothxxx. It's J-A-Y-S-M-O-O-T-H-X-X-X. Um, I usually post a lot of, um, you know, releases there and links, you know, um, promotional materials and interact with my fans. I'm always trying to be available. That's why I have social media. It's not like I have social media to be a ghost there and, and just, you know, not do anything about it. Where I am more interactive with my fans is Snapchat. I found it a very useful tool for uh, quick chats with some people, with, with some fans. And Snap, my Snapchat is real JSmooth. The first one that I had, exactly like my Twitter, was, was uh, closed by Snapchat for some violations of their policies, unfortunately. Um, so real JSmooth is my snapchat you can find me there please add me there um and um i also uh, i i some from time to time i do a periscope broadcast so i uh, kind of um, spend about 20 to 30 minutes for a little conversation with my with my fans and you know and uh, uh, that's a great opportunity for everybody who has never had a chance to meet me in person maybe you know uh, I try to appear on some events like AVNs, the, 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 the convention in Vegas, in January every year if possible. So people are coming there and can actually meet me in person. But if you are from some faraway land or different country and, you know, it's very difficult for you to, 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 to meet me uh, and you would like to, you know, that's a good opportunity because I can uh, basically have a little in- interactive conversation with some of my fans. And there is also my Instagram, which is dedicated mostly to my mainstream work. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, at Freedom Boson. It's F-R-E-E-D-O-M and then B-O-S-O-N. 
um that's my that's my mainstream work it's it's uh it's more my modeling mainstream work it's a little separated from the health work but you know i mentioned it here because i i eventually want want those two worlds to merge and i hope we're gonna uh, live in a in a society where where you don't have to keep separating everything for you know for those reasons that we have today these days so i'm very hopeful and positive about that so I welcome all my fans, you know, regarding of their race, of sexual orientation, nationality, whatever, you know, um, people are good and bad. You know, I don't discriminate as to, to others, other things. I was very blessed and fortunate that I have a very positive and good fan base. And, and I'm very, very grateful for that. And um, the J Smooth philosophy is pretty much spreading positivity for and, and you know, and and, uh, and, uh, and, you know, sexual positivity within, you know, the fans that I have and for the new fans to come. I like that. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters? No, well, I want to say thank you for you guys for listening and for supporting me. You know, some of you probably have known me for all those years and, you know, huge thank you for being there and sticking around and being such amazing fans and for the new fans that maybe uh you know will listen to to this interview you know welcome to my j smooth little world and and hopefully you're gonna enjoy my work and uh and uh, i'll be happy to uh, uh create more scenes and more movies for you for your enjoyment sounds Stay wonderful happy and healthy I like it, man. Well, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview, Jay. Thank you so much for returning. Uh, thank you very much for having me. And uh, it's always a pleasure to be back at the, you know, uh, radio. And uh, yeah, you know, thank you for all the kind words. And, uh, and you know, it's uh, absolutely a pleasure to be here and, uh, and be able to give you that interview. You're welcome, and the feeling is mutual, man, and uh, I look forward to the next one. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning in to One-on-One with Papi Chulo. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Thank you for downloading One-on-One with Papi Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on One-on-One with Papi Chulo, Visit poppychularadio.com slash after dark. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash poppychulo one on one. That's at poppychulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting go fund me dot com slash poppy chula radio are you interested in joining the poppy chula radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor email talent at poppy back to you poppy chulo thanks announcer and with that jay smooth and i would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night good night listeners good night everybody Thanks for listening to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. 
or leave us a voicemail at 305-515-8620. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio and like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.